Life was bitter to the core There was nothing to live for Until love came My name is Harold J. Perkins And at the age of 17 I was selling drugs And on my way to an early grave While sitting in my house with about 10 guys God gave me an out-of-body experience And I was lifted above the room I could see everything moving in slow motion After that I got up and put those guys out And I cried out to Jesus Christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. We just got through talking about love, the number one thing to position yourself for this great move of God that's being released on the earth, where God is transferring wealth to his people and empowering us to move with great power. Jesus said in John 14, 12, the works that I do, you shall do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go unto my Father. Well, in order to do the works that he did, We need to know how he did the works. We know he walked in love, but he also walked in strong faith. And just like we have his love in us, we have his faith in us. Listen to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So it says that the fruit of the Spirit. See, if we are in Christ and Christ is in us, then whatever was in him has to be in us if we're in him and he's in us. Then we can produce the same fruit that he did because we are now the same seed he is. And a seed can only produce the fruit that is in it. The faith of Christ is in our spirit, but most don't know how faith works. How can you work faith if you don't know how it works? So we're gonna look at Jesus and how he moved in faith. We're going to start in Mark chapter 11, verses 12 through 14. And it says there, And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came if haply he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said to it, Now he's getting ready to talk to a tree. Jesus answers and says to it, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. And his disciples heard him. Now let's fast forward to the next morning. They didn't, they left the tree. They didn't sit there and wait and see what was going to happen. So here we are in Mark 11 verses 20 through 22. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering and said unto them, Have faith in God. Now, let's stop there for a moment, okay? Jesus said, in talking to a tree, first of all, and then he says, Have faith in God. So we have to uh, assess from that that what he said was in faith. What he said in faith 
Father God is the one that actually would bring it to pass. And notice he did not pray. He, he said, he spoke to it. And remember, he said, the works that I do, you shall do also. Now, let's continue to read at Mark eleven twenty three and 24. Here's what it says. For verily or truly, I say unto you that whosoever, this is Jesus talking now. He's continuing that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that what things he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, let's first of all notice what he didn't say. He did not say only the apostles and the prophets and the pastors can do what I just did in speaking to a tree and it obeying. No, he said, whosoever has faith in God, like he did, will say unto this tree and the father will perform the words that they say, but they can't just say it for it to happen. They have to believe it in your heart, in their heart, which is what he said. And when the heart believes what we say, father God will bring it to pass. So we see here, faith has to be released with words. If we're going to do the works of Jesus, we have to talk like Jesus. Now let's continue to hear how Jesus talked. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 16. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, and he entered into a certain village. There met him 10 men that were leopards, which stood afar off. They couldn't come close because they were leopards. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourself unto the priest. Now I'm going to stop for a minute. They were not supposed to go and show themselves unto the priest until they were healed. The, the priest was to examine them and say, okay, you're healed. You can go back and socialize around people now. But notice what Jesus said. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go, they've still got leprosy, go show yourself unto the priest. Next verse, uh, as I continue, it says, and it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his, on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Notice Jesus told them to go before they were healed. He spoke in faith and they moved, and therefore they were healed. He spoke in faith, and as they acted, they were healed. The healing happened in their bodies when they believed what he said. See, there's another truth here, not just in the fact that Jesus spoke words of faith, but the other tr uh, truth here is this. Faith, if, if God has spoken something to, to us through his word or through him speaking to our hearts, we have to act in line with what he said. See, faith moves like it's already so. Notice that the lepers turned and started walking when they were still have they still had leprosy. So when we move in line with what God says before any change happens, that's faith in operation. Let me give you an example of of this. When I went to uh, Mexico for the second time to play professional baseball there, on the way I heard the Lord say in my spirit, "I have a job for you on this team." Now, I went there and I played, long story short, uh, they had one Amer one position available for America, and I went down there with a friend of mine and uh, played, I thought, well, 
And they told me no three times they didn't want me. Now, remember, I heard God say I have a job. He has a job for me. So my friend said, hey, I'm going home. Well, I, I'm believing that it's already so. So I said, I'm not going. And God said he has a job. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm not going home. And so he got on the bus and went home. So long story short, they went and played their first uh, game on the road. And they came back right after that game to play their first home opener. And they got beaten pretty bad. And their other American hadn't gotten there. So they figured I could use they could use me for a few games to help them. So they suited me up, telling me that, OK, it's just temporary. When the other American comes, we're going to release you. Well, I knew in my spirit that I was going to be on this team all year. And that's exactly what happened. And I ended up being the most valuable player on that team, according to the sports writers. Now, if I had not acted as if what God said in my spirit was so, that would not have happened. That's faith. That's the, the, the movement of faith in the kingdom. Now, let's continue to listen to how Jesus spoke. I'm in John chapter 16. Verse 33, Jesus said, these things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Wait a minute, Jesus. You haven't died yet. You haven't went to hell. You haven't rose from the dead. How can you say I have overcome the world? Because that's how faith speaks. Faith speaks like it's already done. Now, you might say, where did Jesus get speaking like this from? Well, he got it from his father. Let's see how his father spoke. I'm going to go to Joshua chapter 10. Now, in this situation, five kings have decided to come against uh, a country that Joshua and the children of Israel had a covenant with. And so they called Joshua to come protect them and help them. So we're going to pick up at verse number seven in Joshua chapter 10, where here's what it says. So Joshua sent, ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, fear them not, for I have delivered them into your hands. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. Wait a minute. They haven't even gone into the battle yet. And look what Father God is saying. Fear them not, for I have. He's not saying I'm going to. He said, I have delivered them into your hands. This is the faith of the kingdom. He's speaking as if it's already done. Let's see what God did and how Joshua spoke in faith and God moved and did what he said. I'm in verse nine now. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomforted them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Hebron and chased them at, at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goes to Bethhonron and smote them to Azekah and to Makeda. And it came to pass as they fled from before Israel and were in the going down to Bethhonron that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Azekah. And they died. They were there were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Then spoke Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Ammonites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of all Israel, son, stand thou still and 
upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Angelon. So here's, now listen, Joshua is speaking to the sun and the moon and commanding it what to do. Verse 13, and the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hastened not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. Now, the people of God that is that uh, that's talked about in Joel chapter two that will manifest in this hour, they will see miracles like this. And they will speak as Joshua did here and see God do what they say. You say, come on, Harold, speak to the sun and it obeys you. Jesus said that we would be able to speak to a mountain and it will obey us. One day I was spending time with God and thinking about how Joshua had spoke to the sun. And I heard the Lord say in my spirit that that's no different than speaking to the rain and commanding it to go around the ballpark. Now, the reason he said that to me was this. He knew that on many occasions when I played baseball in Mexico, I spoke to the rain and commanded it to go around the ballpark so we could play, and it did. Now, you you see, here's what's happening. We have power, but it's activated by faith. If you don't believe this, it won't work for you. We were made in the image of God, and in the beginning, we see God speaking in Genesis. And what he says comes to pass. No other creation of God on earth is able to speak like us. Adam was to have dominion on earth with his voice. He was to function just like God by speaking words of faith and God the Father would perform what he said. Let's go to Romans chapter four, verse 17. Here's what it says. As it is written, this is what God said. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He's talking to Abraham. Before him whom he believed, even God, who makes alive the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Did you hear that? It says that God calls things that are not yet manifested in this earth realm as though they already were. And because the principle of faith is at work by him speaking it, then it cannot help but to come to pass in this physical realm. And we are made in God's image to do the very same thing. I'm going to pick up at verse 18. It says, who against hope, is talking about Abraham, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. I'm going to stop for a minute. I think about how bad things were appearing to Abraham if there was no hope and he continued anyway. It says, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to to perform. See, God had promised that he was going to have a son as old as he was, as barren as Sarah's womb was. God had promised him that he was going to have a son. You see, God is the one that performs. We just have to believe what he said and then speak it ourselves. 
If he said it, we say what he said. You know, God changed Abraham's name from Abram to Abraham. Abraham means father of many nations. God was calling him that when he was about 100 years old and not yet the father of many nations. This is the way of faith. This is the language of faith. You see, our kingdom is not like the kingdoms of this world. We have a different way and a different language. Let me end with this story. My greatest year of experiencing God's power and faithfulness was my third year of playing professional baseball in Mexico. There were three acts of faith that turned what was had started off as a terrible season to my greatest season of the eight years that I played. Let me kind of tell you what happened. First of all, God told me to go to Mexico. I know he told me to go, and I went reluctantly. I did not want to go. I wanted a job in the United States, but I knew in my spirit that he wanted me to go that route. So I get there, and I'm playing very, very bad. I mean bad. And then on top of that, uh, my leg is hurting now. Now I got I mean, I got some real bad pain in my leg, and and uh the Lord revealed to me, see, the reason your leg is hurting because you can't, you got the wrong attitude. You, you, you here with a bad attitude, you know, I told you to come. So get your attitude together. So I got my attitude together. I said, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. I repented, got my attitude right. And then, um, I'm still in pain. Okay. Well, faith says I prayed and I said, Lord, I need healing. And, and I believe that I have it. I still in pain. Now, if I was in the United States, I would have told him I cannot play today. My leg was in that much pain. But I knew in Mexico, they don't sit you down as an American. You make too much money over there. So they're not going to sit you on the bench. If you tell them you can't play and get your bags packed, you're going home. And so I said, OK, Lord, I'm going up here. I'm trusting you. And so I'm I'm hobbling. The first time I'm hobbling up to the plate. Uh, OK, but faith says, I believe I have it. So I, the first time up there, I hit a ground ball. Now I got to run. I got to try to beat this out. And uh, I run down to first base, and I did not feel one bit of pain. Instant healing took place in my leg, and I never had that pain again for the rest of the season. So that was the act of faith number one. Second act of faith was sometime a little after this, I'm still playing pretty bad. I mean, I'm my my performance is terrible. And so I go into now, uh, uh, we're on the road, and I have probably the worst game of my career. I struck out three times. And the last time I struck out, I knew where they were going to throw the ball, and I still couldn't pull the trigger, and I struck out. And, I mean, I'm I'm – I'm emotionally drained. I'm ready to quit. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, I go back on the back of the bus and I'm, I really feel like crying. I, I mean, I feel like crying and saying I'm done. I'm finished. But here's what I did instead of that. Faith says I have it now. So I lifted my hands on the back of the bus feeling like crying. And I said, Lord, I just want to thank you that the works of my hands are blessed. I, I just want to thank you that I'm having good success in everything that I put my hands to do. That's what I did. I didn't care if anybody on the bus saw me and maybe they did. Maybe they, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't care. So here we go. So we go to the next day. So that's act of faith number two. Okay. So we go to the next day and now, uh, you know, we're at the hotel. It's early. Uh, and so it looks like it's going to rain. And so I went outside and I spoke to the rain. I said, now in the name of Jesus Christ, rain, you are going to go around this ballpark today. I speak it. I declare it. I decree it in the name of Jesus Christ. And I went back inside. 
when I went back inside, <laughs> it seemed like almost on cue, thunder and lightning. And I'm telling you, it's raining cats and dogs. In the meantime, I'm holding fast to what I just said is going around the ballpark. But I'm telling you, we're not that far from the ballpark. OK. All right. So it's raining cats and dogs. So after a while, uh, I went I went to the, the kitchen at the hotel that we were at. I went to go get some coffee. And as I went to get some coffee, I went back where the cook was and he had to warm up the pot to get me some coffee. Now, in the meantime, I'm sitting there waiting on it, talking to him and, and the door is open. OK, so we could see and hear the rain. And I'm telling you, it's big old gobs of gobs of rain. And it's been raining for some time now. And so he looks outside and he says, no wego oi. So in other words, no game, no, no game today. I said, Wego Oi, see, and he bust up laughing. I mean, he was hilariously laughing because he's looking and we can not only see the raindrops, we could hear it, you know. And he's like, This American has lost his mind. In no way in the world you guys are gonna play with all this rain. But I held fast to what I had prayed. So in the meantime, time comes for us to go to the ballpark. And we come as we get ready to leave, the sun is out. But you know, with all that rain coming down. You know, devil saying, you're not going to play today. Look at all that rain that came down. And so we we go there. Now, normally what happens when it rains like this, if there is a possibility that we play, they're, they're not, there's not going to be any batting practice. They're going to have the tarps on the field, and they're going to wait until the last, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you know, 30 minutes or 40 hours before the game. They'll try to see if they can dry up all the rain to see if we can play. That's normally the, what happens if we do play. This time. We come to the ballpark and the other team is on the field taking batting practice and the field looks like it had did not get one drop of rain. It was dry every place. OK, so we play this game and guess what? I had my greatest game of my career. I hit three triples in that game. Now, some people have hit three home runs. Some people have hit more than that. But there are not too many people in a professional baseball game that has had three triples in one game. I had three triples in that game. I went on to uh, turn my whole season around. My performance was great. I hit over 350 that year. I led the league in several other categories and so forth. My greatest season ever. And by the end of that season, I, before the season, a month before the season was over, I signed a contract with Baltimore to come back to the United States and play. And I did the uh, last month of the season that year and then went on to play with Baltimore the next year. God has built the kingdom to operate by faith. He wants us to believe him. And if we believe him, we will act according to what we believe. Faith is acting like what God said is so. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans. And God will begin to show you his purpose for your life and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode. Oh, yeah.